The following Parkinson's Path podcast is provided by Leanna Marie with All About Parkinson's and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio. And I am here with our wonderful Parkinson's expert, Leanna Marie from All About Parkinson's. And you are such an amazing um, asset to our Answers for Elders expert team. And Leanna, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. You know, you've shared with us a little bit about your journey, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, your mom has gone has gone through Parkinson's and just recently passed away, but she lasted a long time. She lived a long time with the disease. And I would love our listeners today to learn about what it was like for you guys in the early stages of the diagnosis. So uh, welcome to the show and, and tell us a little bit about the early times. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, mom got diagnosed in uh, the early 90s, and she was actually officially diagnosed at 49, which back then was That's considered quite early. Very young. Yeah, but young. Um, in fact, she had had it, though, for three years prior to that. And it was because her doctor, when she first went to her doctor, she had a little tremor in her left pinky. And she's like, this isn't right. And she'd go to the doctor, and he said, yeah. I don't know what that is, but it's definitely not Parkinson's because you're too young. So she was 46 years old. And um, again, at that time, we didn't know a lot about young onset Parkinson's disease, which is what M- Michael J. Fox had. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kept sending her home and saying, she kept coming back going, you know, this isn't right. Like, you know, you're, this is a lesson. You know your own body, right? So always right. keep going and, and be insistent. So finally... Over time, he the doctor said, you know what, head to a neurologist. He referred her to a neurologist, and he and the neurologist did confirm through um, various tests they basically to preclude other diseases that it was, in fact, Parkinson's. And that diagnosis came up when she was 49. But again, to say she had had it three years takes before. takes bravery mm-hmm. on your mother's part. For sure. Um, when you think about that you're only in your 40s, sometimes so many of us avoid the, you know, yeah. hearing what we don't want to hear. Right. And yet she was different. She wanted to find out and she um, followed through, which For is, sure. you know, kudos to her. Yeah. I mean, I'm that, almost that same age now. And so don't, you know, I've definitely thought about it a few times going, what would I do? And, um, for sure, I, I just know that she was insistent on, this isn't normal. I need to find out. So then when she did, and again, none of the family knew, um, Maybe maybe my dad knew. None of us knew. I didn't hadn't noticed anything different with her for sure. And so when she did finally tell us the the family, um, and she didn't tell everybody all at once. She just told a few people close to her. When she did tell us, it was again. I was shocked because I didn't even notice anything different about her. And then she pointed out, oh, I have had this little pinky tremor for a little while and three years that we never even knew. Anyways, um, and again, I was in my teens, so probably she's thinking, what's the point in getting anybody worried about it? A lot of mm-hmm. people don't want their loved ones to worry about them, so they don't right. tell them for that reason. Um, but I am thankful that she did tell us um, because earlier, the earlier she could get started on some treatment, mm-hmm. and um, that, again, I think, too, is one of the reasons that prompted her to find out. I need to know because I want to tr- get treated if this right. is something. So how know. long did she wait to tell you? Um, for us, she was, it was pretty, pretty much right at the beginning. I didn't, okay. she's not much of to hide. However, she, she was cautious about things like at work, um, her friends, one of the things at work, because she worked at a desk, it, um, she didn't have to move around a lot. So mm-hmm. I didn't, she was pretty sure the doctor had assured her, Hey, 
guess what? You've got good news, bad news. You've got Parkinson's. However, you have the, quote, better kind in terms of you have a tremor, um, a resting tremor. So therefore, this was, she didn't really understand, but this is what she was told. And you go, meaning you're probably going to have a longer life with Parkinson's, not a short term Mm -hmm. only. So if there was something positive, and she told us that right away too, so we would feel better about it. Hey, don't worry, this is the better kind, whatever that means. And so she was able to keep her job. And he, and the doctor had even said, you're probably going to be able to keep working for another 10 to 15 years. And she was. No no issues. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was that was something that we came up in terms of do I tell my employer? A lot of people ask that question. And it's going to be a personal thing because some people worry about, well, I'm going to get, you know, they, can they fire me? What's going to happen? Um, so that's a, an individual decision. But she... Um, she was actually quite close to her employer. Mm-hmm. It was a small company, and she was able to share the news, and he was very good with it. And he's like, you know what? It's not impeding your work, so we're fine. And over the long term, like I said, she retired when she was you know, in her late mid to late 60s, um, and that was fine with the company. It worked out well. Wow. So we were fortunate that way. And again, had she been a different kind of trade, uh, some type of trade, then it might have been different, but mm-hmm. because she was sitting at the desk mm-hmm. and... And she was still able to type and all that stuff for right. many, many years. So there was no problem there. So we were fortunate because of that. Um, so, yeah, that was her diagnosis and really just tried to get as much information as we could mm-hmm. without being overwhelmed because that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so. then somehow through this process, the two of you kind of came into this thing of we need to help other people. Right. And so you guys started to kind of like you shared with me before your mom used to have little pieces of advice or little you know, little revelations that she would bring to you right and, and is this how everything got started with all about parkinson's pretty much yeah and so that's what happened like when we went through this first i would say five to ten years we didn't there wasn't a lot of major changes in her um it was she was noticing mobility challenges for sure um around, I would say, year seven to 10. And mm-hmm. that's when we said, hey, mom, let's, she would say, hey, did I, I just discovered, we discovered music or we discovered this or that to help mm-hmm. her get through a doorway or how to um, get in and out of a car or whatever it was. And she said, you know, all these things are just um, great t- mm-hmm. tips um, that I'm going to share with other people through right. the, this book. But I guess for my main, my main thing was realizing that diagnosis for everybody is different in terms of Parkinson's is that snowflake disease where everyone gets a different type. Like, how do I explain it? Just like, that's what they call it, a snowflake. Because just because mom had this, 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 Doesn't that. Doesn't mean she has that. Correct. And Interesting. So, yeah. And so that was one of the things that we discovered really early when somebody said, hey, you should go to a support group. And mom goes, okay. She goes to a support group and goes, oh my goodness, it's a room full of people in wheelchairs. I am oh, out of here. Wow. And so then we, she said, okay, here's a good piece of advice. Tell everybody not to go to a support group necessarily right away because even mm-hmm. she says, you know what, maybe one day my life looks like that. But I don't need to be no, looking reminded at that. of that. Like, and, and what's the point? What would mm-hmm. be the point for her? Mm-hmm. So, yes, maybe one day I'm going to be in that space. Mm-hmm. Although in her mind, she was like, I'm absolutely not going to be in that space. You know, mm-hmm. so that was one of the big things we learned right away, like almost right away. <laughs> so we are talking again to Leanna Marie, and she is the founder and CEO of all about Parkinson's. And Leanna, you have two books out. Um, one, um, Everything You Need to Know About Parkinson's, which is just a basic overview in plain English, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Not, not medical 
you know, jargon that most of us don't understand, which is really great. And then everything you need to know about caregiving for Parkinson's, which is really, um, you know, one of my next questions is being a caregiver. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of tips. And you talked about the support group. Right. Tell me how families can support those with Parkinson's along that journey. I mean, because like you're saying, it's a snowflake disease. You don't necessarily know where everybody's benchmark is or right. anything like that. What would you advise? Um, yeah, and that's, that was definitely a trial and error on my part is figuring out what did mom need the most. So I am mm-hmm. kind of a rah, rah, rah encouragement you can do it, mom, you know, let's go. That's all she needs is just a little kick in the pants to get going. And sometimes I realized, you know, actually she's really feeling depressed right now. And that's not her fault. That's part of the Mm -hmm. Parkinson's package for her. And so maybe she needs a tweak in medications or maybe we need to go back to the neurologist, which I often accompanied her to to, to these appointments. And that was something that really was helpful because when you're going through some things and the doctor's explaining stuff, you can't always hear everything he's saying. So it's always nice to have someone there with you if you can mm-hmm. as a caregiver go to those appointments if your loved one will allow you. And she she was absolutely on board. Yes, please come with me. And that was something I could do with her that was very helpful and then also helped me to understand, okay, asking the neurologist what are some best things that I can help her with. Simple things at the beginning was just making sure my mom got her medications on time. And um, as everyone with Parkinson's soon learns when they're diagnosed is that it is one of the most paramount important things you need to know is getting your medications every three hours. So those are some things um, or whatever your doctor prescribes, but so that you have an even distribution throughout the day. And so those are some key things that I help with in terms of practical things that I helped her with. I was a caregiver on site a lot of the time, and other times I was living away from her. So there's the long-distance caregiving where I was doing a lot of um, support through arranging a help mm-hmm. for mom. Like, here I'm arranging a m- massage appointment or a physiotherapist appointment, or I'm arranging sure. this, that, or the other thing. And it's just kind of like, so they don't feel overwhelmed. You want to be there to help them so that it's a get, it's, it's a support. And so how can I best help you? Mm-hmm. Some people, unfortunately, don't want a lot of help. Um, and it's tricky, especially in early stages, I can imagine Yeah, when some, and, and it, you know, I'm sure it takes a little bit to kind of digest everything. Absolutely. You know, if you've had this diagnosis, it's, uh, it's okay if they don't want to share it right away and, and understand that this is a slower progression type situation Mm -hmm. in most cases, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming, I I mean, are there other forms of Parkinson's that can escalate? There are, there are. And again, I, we would want a doctor to speak to the specific kinds. I mentioned Mm -hmm. them briefly in the, in the the first book so that people can understand. But in terms of that point of acceptance is a big thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want to distinguish between acceptance and resignation. So the idea that I'm accepting this, I'm not resigning myself to a a life of dread and horrible disease, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's where my number one, my mom's like advice was, you know, her her name on the forum, her her code name was keep on trucking. She was all about keep going, right? We don't have to know what tomorrow's going to be. And that sounds so cliche, but it's true. Like one day at a time, you have to do that with Parkinson's one step mm-hmm. at a time, all that. And that's that's really the most important thing. Well, and I think really what's most important, too, for the family members is to get educated. 
Absolutely. Learn as much as possible, and they can do that through your website, can they not? For sure. Yep. Everything you need to know, that's why we call it. <laughs> and your books. Well, Leanna, it's so great, and you guys can absolutely learn more about Leanna at allaboutparkinsons.com. And we're just thrilled to have you on the show today again. Thank you, Leanna. Thank you. The preceding Parkinson's Path podcast is provided by Leanna Marie with All About Parkinson's and Answers for Elders Radio. To learn more about Leanna's story, her books, The Parkinson's Wall of Honor, and more, go to allaboutparkinson's.com. Hey everybody, Jared Sebastian, host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.